I really wanted today to listen to our fathers here and get a word of encouragement and blessing, but I was not permitted to do so, so I want all of us to pray for God to give us his Holy Spirit so we can meditate in today's gospel. It's a very strange story for many reasons. And we hear it now a couple of weeks or so before the Great Lent. And we will hear it again during the uh, last Sunday before the, uh, the Pascha, before uh, the Palm Sunday. Because it was the day that they will uh, give the baptism for all the new believers before they become truly the children of God. They get baptized and in that day they hear this gospel. But today it's telling us we the believers... Review again your faith in the Lord. The story, as we have heard it now, and it's been said in the Gospel of St. John, chapter 9, in a very detailed way. So if you've been listening, you know the story, and we have heard it so many times. But I want to make you pay attention to certain things in the story. The first thing is that this man was born blind. And being born blind, that means he did not get sick. Maybe his sickness was in utero, as I know a little bit about that. When the baby is formed in the mother's womb, there are some certain handicapped and imperfections are being uh, created there. We can see that. But this is the very first miracle that the Lord or anybody has done to someone who had the handicap or the sickness before he was born. Second second, uh, idea that we know here, that the people of... uh, Israel of that time had an idea that is uh, was going between them that anybody that is born that way it must be he's a sinner either him or some of his uh, ancestors because the problems that human being has whether it's sickness, disease uh, handicaps it must come from Sin. And sin has to come either from this man. Well, this man actually was born like that. So they said, oh, it's either his man. As a matter of fact, there is a, in the Talmud, there is a story of a rabbi saying that the, the baby or the infant 
I mean, the embryo has, can sin in the mother's womb in order to justify their sinking. And the sin is the reason for any problems human beings have. It's the second uh, thing that we see in this story. Third thing is we see that the Lord had made a, a clay from the dust and his uh, saliva and made the clay, uh, put it on the place where the eyes are and asked the man to go and wash. Well, as if does he has to do all this, he can say a word and it's finished. But it's again tells us that the Lord loves obedience and he causes the great miracles in simple things. You know, we go to be become baptized, we have the Holy Spirit and it's water. H2O. And we get healed, you see, from all the previous uh, sins that we have uh, inherited and become truly children of God. The same thing here. The body of Christ and his blood is only made from uh, bread and wine. Simple things. And it's obedience that make us see beyond the simple things. Now, the story shows us four types of personalities. First type were the usual people of that time, and that's represented by the disciples. First thing, when they see the man, what do they say? Lord, did he sinned or his grandparents? As if there is no other way. See? Judgmental. They judge. They go by the fables that are going by the time without even thinking about the person who they see and have compassion on him. Nothing of that. First thing is they're going to a theological uh, question. So... The Lord says, neither he nor his, his parents. Oh, it's for the glory of God. So that's the first type. Second type is the Pharisees. The first, the Pharisees. What, what do they do, the Pharisees? They are jealous. They are full of malice. They try to literally, uh, go by the rules that they made. And so the Sabbath is more important than the mercy that you can give to a human being. And so therefore the Lord is a sinner because they are jealous. He's going to take their place and he's more popular than them. That's another type of personalities. They can't see the glory of God. They can't see the right things. They mix everything. And look, usually with very wicked eyes. Parents. Parents, good people. Simple people. But they're afraid. They're afraid for all the pressures of the society, especially from the religious uh, people of that time. Oh, if we say he did that, 
in the Sabbath and he is a good man. Well, and this is our son. Well, we're going to have a problem because he excommunicates us. So they said, oh, he is of age. Ask him. In other words, they washed their hands from the story and said somebody else will do it. A little bit of a cowardice thing. No courage. We see that all the time. Then the next one is the man himself. Simple, simple person. I don't know if you understand what a man of age who has no eyesight from birth. In other words, he never saw the light. He never saw, he doesn't know what anything looks like. And then all of a sudden, he sees marvelous things. Things that we see as a usual thing because we've been accustomed to it all our lives. He sees it all at once, not gradual, but all at once. He sees this marvelous things of God. He sees the glory. He sees the work of the, of God and how great it is. So he's very grateful guy. Simple, but he is grateful. He can identify the good from the bad and it doesn't take much to do that so long as we don't have any prejudices in our minds. And then the Lord Jesus, who is the hero of the story and our hero today. First thing, he looks at this man with compassion. He comes to complete what is missing, to give us what we lack. He looks with mercy to this man. He doesn't concern himself about whether he sinned or his parents. And he actually told the disciples, this is nonsense. Stop all this. Because pain or sickness or difficulties are for the glory of God so that he can show his glory. As a matter of fact, he told us that without pain, without difficulties, without sickness, you cannot see the God. He says, who wants to follow me? What does he do? He he denies himself. Carries the cross every day and follows me. He never promised us with a very comfortable life that doesn't have any problems. He never did that. Many, many people preach that kind of thing. But that's not the words of the Lord. The Lord says that with me you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. That's our Lord. So therefore, he is giving us a model now for how to think about the problems of the world, whether it's sickness, whether it's sadness, whether it's calamities or anything. We look with compassion. We look with mercy. That's the people of Christ. Those who follow him have his character. See? Now, 
The final thing is, we see the Lord taking this simple man, not only opens his eyes to see the material things, but he gradually made him open his eyes to see the glory of God. How did he do that? Well, this is the way our Lord does with each one of us. Everything he does with us is gradual. Take you as you are, and gradually, if you are connected with him and keep in touch with him, he is not going to leave you alone. Because, first, they asked this man, who did that to you? Are you the man? He said, yes. Who did open your eyes? He said, a man is, is a good man. He did that to me. I was blind. Now I see. Then Pharisees knew the story. Oh, this guy is wicked. He did it in the Sabbath. We must do something about that. He broke the law. Okay, bring this guy. Are you the guy? Yeah, I am him. You're not like him? No, no, I'm not like him. I'm him. So you were blind? Yes. From my mother's womb. and Never anybody has been cured from that kind of thing. So you were blind and now you see? He said, yes, as you can see. Who did that to you? He said, I don't know. Uh, a man, but they kept talking to him. He said, well, what I can understand is that nobody can do these things. He must be a prophet. Told him, what do you mean by a prophet? This is not right because he breaks the, the Sabbath and he breaks the law. Cannot be a good man. He said, well, this is a marvelous thing. How could you say that? And he opened my eyes. He did something good. And you say it is bad? What a perverse generation. What are you doing? Well, we do that sometimes, by the way. All these personalities and all these things that are happening in this story, we all do it. One way or another, maybe not as obvious, but in a very subtle way, we do this. No, 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 no. He did that, and so therefore, he is no good. We judge, we judge, we judge, so much so that our eyes are blinded with the truth. I mean from the truth. Blinded. We cannot see the truth because we cover our eyes with all this wickedness. He says, marvelous thing. What are you doing? What are you seeing that he is a good man? He is a prophet. Now he has graduated from being a good man to a prophet. See the way the Lord or his spirit is working in this man. So they said, get out of the synagogue. You're excommunicated. He didn't, he didn't care because he was blind. Now he sees they excommunicate him. They must be not very good people. But he's not, it doesn't matter to him. Now, here is the key for the story. When you are perplexed, 
but you are close to the man who have cured your eyes or made new eyes for you, give you the vision, he's not going to leave you alone. He's still the Lord waiting for him. He said, come here. What happened to you? He said to him all this story. He said, uh, do you know uh, who uh, opened your eyes? No, he told him, actually, uh, do you know the son of God? He said, well, tell me who he is so I can believe in him because I believe in anything you say. He said, well, I'm speaking to you now. I am the son of God. So the last step in this belief of this man who has, who has done what he, each one of us should do, he said, I believe and bowed down and worshiped him. He believed that Jesus is the son of God, that he can open the eyes of our hearts, that he is his king. Now, we can close our eyes now from the material vision and start opening our eyes of our hearts and try to look with this man and say, you are my king, you are my lord, you rule my life, I am yours, you are my priority. I'm sorry I have done so many things that made you not the first in my life. Today, I want to believe in you, not by the head belief, but by my heart. Belief is not a noun, it is a verb, it is an action. Maybe all of us, we have believed before, as a matter of fact, all of us are believers. But we must rededicate ourselves today to have the true belief in the Lord Jesus Christ and worship him. I want you all to go, when you go at home, you look at 2 Corinthians 3:18. You find exactly the story of how God takes us from glory to glory. It says we all we all with unveiled face. What is the veil? El hijab, huh? What is the veil? The veil is our judgments, our hypocrisy, our lack of repentance. This is the veil. But we're all now, as St. Paul says, we are, we all with unveiled face. Behold the glory of God. Behold the glory of God. As in a mirror. As if we're all looking in a mirror to the glory of God. See? With me again. This is a very important verse that I want all of you to not only understand it, but recite it with me today. Or we all with unveiled face, makshuf, open, eh? with unveiled face. Behold the glory of God as in a mirror. 
this glory of God transforming us. The, the change. The change that the Lord asks each one of us to do. We're not doing it but ourselves. We are doing it by looking at him, the true mirror, looking at his glory, being transformed from glory to glory. Good man, prophet, you're the ruler of my life, you're the son of God. From glory to glory, to the same image. Same image means the glory of God itself, all open to us. How do we do that? As by the Spirit of the Lord. So it is steps. And the minute we look into this as in each one of us and look internally, not to the outside world, but internally, we ask him to give us the vision. How does he give us the vision? We must look at his face with unveiled faces. In the mirror. And he will transform us. To see the image. Very clear. By his Holy Spirit. We look at his. Word in the Bible. We don't neglect it. Because the word of the Bible. Will. Make us softer. Day after day. And I say it in Arabic. The hardness of our softer, softer. And we become truly merciful, loving creatures. See? And then with being transformed to his image, we continue to have connection with him by his Holy Spirit. It is not your work or my work it is by the work of the Holy Spirit let us close our eyes for a second and ask the Lord to give us his Holy Spirit and his vision so we can see the unseen we can see his glory that is in the on the altar to behold this glory and to be able to to partake from his body and blood as with his grace since we all don't deserve this and glory be to God forever. Amen.